Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash have a drink show. Oranges. Do they really belong in your drinks? I mean, orange juice is just going to give you heartburn. What's that? I'm, I'm being told that's just me and my old man's stomach. Uh, well, I guess that's true. Some Many cocktails could use a little dash of citrus flavor. So let's look at liqueurs, specifically orange-flavored ones, and uh, how they can best be enjoyed. So either get mixing, or maybe try it alone. And uh, join us as we have a drink. to have a drink the show where you learn along with us about what you drink i'm Brittany Lee walker i'm justin frazier and i'm christopher walker how's it going guys Whew, pretty good uh <laughs> since since last episode i'm getting sleep that's, oh that's part of like, i was like what is that uh so no 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 i i'm, I'm getting sleep i'm just not doing anything else with my life the world, ah. the world changed for me when daycares opened up, and I was able to <laughs> quit uh, my babysitting job during the day, and then working my actual job during nights. And now I just work my actual job during the day, and I yeah. sleep at night, and it's fantastic. It's uh, the craziest thing. I can think clearly for the first time in months. He can you think clearly <laughs> now. The baby's gone. That's exactly. Well, I mean, he's asleep. To daycare. Yeah, I was gonna say you're, you're making it sound. <laughs> That's yeah. I realized what it sounded like after it happened, and I was like, okay, maybe I need to different direction. <laughs> I can I can see him on a monitor to my left. He he's fine. <laughs> but no, uh, I he's can... busy there in the crib with his uh, with his bottle just clicking across the bars. Like... <laughs> I can I can actually think it is fantastic. Um, trying to, I've not, other than that, I've just been enjoying sleep. It's, it's been magical. Times. It's pretty nice. I, I've been going to bed before the sun goes down lately just to make sure. I mean, that's our life, but yeah. <laughs> oh, um, I did watch, I think m at least half of, uh, that Amazon series upload mm. and it's interesting. So I, I kind of hate the premise. And it's obviously a budget-made show, but they're trying their best with what they got, so the CG looks bad. But, uh, like, the jokes, like the actual computer jokes in it, it's, it's taking, like, current modern problems with the internet and computers, and then it's like, oh, let's throw it 30 years into the future and put it into this, hey, the afterlife is an internet-based thing. <laughs> so Welcome get, to the cloud. Yeah, that's it, you get these hilarious jokes that are you're like, ha, I you know, I deal with this on a daily basis. So good. Yeah. Job. Okay. But other than that, so far, I'm like, ah, eh, your premise is bad. You but should feel bad. I watch it for those those yucks. Mm -hmm. Like every at least every episode, there's going to be two or three good computer yucks that you're going to get out of it, and they're All worth right. it. They're I worth gotten, it. I haven't gotten to watch anything. I still haven't finished. The season, the current, the new season of Queer Eye on ah. Netflix, I, which I'm just, I, I got like one more episode in and still haven't finished it up. It's, yeah, it's, it's already bled into all the other seasons for me. Like after I've watched one, they're just like, yeah, no, that's, that's the show. It folds in and, and yeah. I, I don't, I, I almost can't distinguish some of them anymore. I mean, because it, it, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Like if someone made a reference, you're like, yeah, that's. Oh, I've got to say, I also watch a crap load of theme park uh, things <laughs> on YouTube. 
and I I was down the rabbit hole thanks to Reddit that started this and realized I have submechanophobia. I was just like, no, I have been utterly creeped as a kid. The way, it was not like freeze me in my tracks terrifying, but I found it just like utterly unsettling the thought of mechanical things underwater just okay. creeps me to my core. So like submarines the, are just right out. No, submarines are fine. It's like, think of the Jaws ride. You're not afraid that it's a real shark. You are terrified because it is a gigantic machine, a hydraulic machine operating underwater that anyone of anything could go wrong with, and it can kill you. <laughs> and that just creeps you to the very ends of your being. See, Tim, I, it's like on one a, of the only things I'm not scared of. It's crazy. On a scale of one <laughs> to Disney rides about aliens, how terrifying is it? Um, yeah, it's yeah, no, it's alien encounter, which I also watched. I've seen a number of videos on that one and found out exactly why it closed. Um, there's a, there's a couple of reasons. One of them being, uh, uh, people going, this is too intense. It was dialed back actually. Well, no, um, during testing, people said it was too intense and because the whole prod that ride was went forward because Michael Eisner was like, no, I, cause he owned the, he bought the rights theme park rights to the alien movie franchise. Then lost them. Part and that's no, they had to sell them because the board mm. told him, no, they would not allow that ride Cause it was supposed to be a xenomorph that was yeah. going to be in there. And it's still, it looks like, you know, not it looks, it, it's like yeah. a copyright free xenomorph. Yeah. But that was the the board said no, and then Eisner turned and looked at the Imagineers who were working on it, and like he was like under the table, you keep doing it. He's <laughs> yeah. like, it's not going to be a xenomorph, but you keep developing the ride. Oh, Michael Eisner. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. no, they the one of the suspected reasons the ride closed is because I can't remember the dude, the guy that was the uh, the principal in Ferris Bueller's Day Off got uh, busted yeah. for child porn and he's in the <laughs> intro video that explains everything and he's he's oh. like a heavy character in the ride and he got busted for child porn the year before that ride closed. Oh my god. So they're like, yeah, Disney wants zero to do with anyone that gets busted for something like that. Yeah. So they're like, rather than reshoot a video, they just close the whole ride. They're like, nope, gone. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's what I watched. <laughs> okay. Creepy decaying robots underwater, and it nope, I want nothing to do with it. Fair enough. Uh, I've been uh, been working a lot lately, and uh, may have made some questionable financial decisions, uh, like buying comic books on Amazon. Oh God! Are they in bulk? Uh, well, I got oh dear. a collection. Oh, oh Sandman. Absolute Sandman. Uh, volume one and two have not arrived yet. Volume three showed up first. <laughs> it's this thick. If you can see in the video, it's like four to five inches thick. So if you can't see in the video, it's like the uh, Mark Twain autobiography thick. It's it's gorgeous to look at with its black pages. Uh, but it is. It is a beast and was not cheap. <laughs> uh, and I tried telling that to to my boss who just said, treat yourself. <laughs> treat yourself. Yeah, uh, that's um, so right now it's probably going to be the cheapest you could get that because what is it movies or a television series for Sandman that's coming out? Oh, uh, after that drops the price for that's gonna be i cool. thought it was a tv uh, thing it, it's gone a couple of ways for a while no one knows for sure anymore hmm. uh but yeah uh it was a, a comic that was very important to me some years ago and my collection has been uh uh hodgepodge for a while because uh pieces have gone missing when i lent them out and never got hmm. pieces back which i'm not mad about but i went well now it's an excuse to upgrade. That's when you start breaking some legs. Like I stopped loaning out movies when you know DVD collections were a thing. Eh, it's because fine. Movies were never making their way I, back. I have, I've accidentally stolen at least one book, uh, 
I definitely from from someone, not from a store. But you know, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, that I, the thing is, I can't start reading that book because I'm like, no, I have to get through one and two first. <laughs> yeah, you so got three. I, I, I gotta wait for the others to show up. Uh, You've read them though, right? I have, and yeah. volume three is actually none of the main Sandman story. It is, it, it is none of the original run. It is all ancillary stuff like spinoffs, tie-ins, prequels. Uh, but like it's volume three. You can't start reading it three. Yeah, that's just wrong. So yeah, uh, at right. some point I'll get around to reading those, but. Other than that, you'll, it's been... you'll have to report back if there's any mm-hmm. any fun Easter eggs thrown in when they do those big things. I know they like to sometimes shoehorn in. Hey, here's a here's a page of some fun other thing that was going on. Oh, this one has like a whole like the whole back fifth of it is just uh, uh, just extra art material and oh, galleries so... that other people did who are just like professional artists who are just fans of it and went, I drew this. Uh, and I, I thumbed through a little bit of that and was like, Oh, I shouldn't have seen this. This is gorgeous. Oh no. Uh, I, I just have to say this shout out to sausage operator. Thank you for hosting us. Ah, Oh, thank you. Also best screen name ever. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, so Brittany, what have you been doing? Uh, nothing. <laughs> That's a lie. I I'm sure I'm I'm forgetting something. Um. Yeah, it's well. So the show thing, as far as watching anything is concerned. Um. I. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have anything else going on, unfortunately. I'm sure I'm forgetting something. I because I genuinely do. Uh. Well. Yeah. You know who else is forgetting something? Untapped. <laughs> Does that make you new badges? Riggedy, riggedy, they've been forgetting badges for quite a while. They, they've been leaving us high and dry. Yeah, there's just the one this week. Still going to add uh, Untapped stole our show. Like, what was it? We had a three-year head start, and then they suddenly, like, even came in, took our whole format and everything, and we're like, oh, we're going to do a podcast. And then it's basically our show. I mean, they met you, Chris. That's true. <laughs> now, the, uh, did the podcast start before I met him? No. Uh, no, no, it, it hadn't. I didn't say anything during that, though. That's, uh, what that's I was true. Like, but he, they, like, they I'm, a sh- I'm a shit interviewer. Like, no, <laughs> I can I can BS with you guys on here all night. But they're like, hey, ask some questions to this important person. I like your product. <laughs> like, like turtles. turtles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Untapped and Weathered Souls Brewing Company are working for a new badge, which is Black is Beautiful. Proud to announce the support of Black is Beautiful initiative started by Weathered Souls Brewing. Uh, uh, Black is Beautiful is a collaborative effort among the brewing community and its uh, customers to bring awareness to the injustices that people of color face daily through education and information. They hope to bring forth change to a system that has fractured so many families and has been broken for decades. Their mission to, is to provide a platform to foster understanding and support of people of uh, people of color and inclusion. All proceeds from the purchase of these uh, releases will be donated to local charities that support police reform and provide legal defense to those in need. Uh, uh, we want to hear how this is uh, here. here yeah. Let's try that sentence again. We want to hear how beer has brought you together. Share your black is beautiful brews, your local breweries, black is beautiful campaign, or how you're supporting black is beautiful initiative. You can post it at hashtag post it on social media using hashtag black is beautiful beer. Uh, so we can discover your story and share your message and platform. So just check into any beer in the wow. black is beautiful series to earn a badge. Wow, until October. <laughs> until October, yeah. So, yeah, there's a number of breweries around the U.S. Like, uh, they have got a big list. It's not quite as extensive as uh, Campfire when Sierra Nevada did theirs. I think it was the last badge, like, you know, brewery initiative thing. 
but um i know in the cincinnati area we are the some people were like just very disappointed in the number of breweries who are participating because campfire we had like every brewery in the area there may have been one or two that weren't participating in it but in this one there's really only a handful in the area but mm-hmm. i i can see the argument that take any social or political thing out of it and it's just hey we're coming out of an well like we're still in an extreme economic hardship and the point of these things are all the profits go towards this cause so breweries aren't like a lot of breweries aren't in a position that they can sacrifice the ingredients for these beers even though they are supposed to be rather inexpensive to brew but a lot of them are in a position they can't sacrifice the ingredients for something that they're not going to turn a profit off of right now yeah and i understand that but the ones who can i i love that they're doing it yes uh no it's it's one of those things I'm, i'm excited to see i well we probably won't see it but yeah, I had to look up that brewery. It's in um, it's in San Antonio, Texas. I mean, uh, here Street Side's gonna be brewing one. Oh, okay. Ryan Geist is gonna be brewing it. Oh, okay, okay. I gotta, yeah, I gotta look to see if anything in town is. I yeah, uh, I don't know. Hopefully, Ethereal will be. Like they're they've got a lot going on right now, so I don't know if they've opening that new uh, restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's that, but they're also uh, they've got some. Special can releases coming out for a 4th of July thing. Mm. Oh, yeah. Look, I've wanted some of their uh, unemployment lime stuff. Yeah. It has looked really good. <laughs> yeah. I have thought about hitting you up, but I know you're really busy. Yeah. You'd be like, you know, if you could score some of these. <sighs> yeah. I, I sh- <laughs> Could I leave the house? I would. Uh, <laughs> not due to being sick, just due to being exhausted. Um, but let's talk. Maybe. Uh, well, actually, I was going to move on to the topic because it just well, seemed we... like there was something missing here, like like maybe news. Yeah, we were uh, we had a news episode this week, so we were talking about uh, how Jim Beam wanted to ask you if you wanted to taste history, and we resoundingly said no. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, perhaps make a little excursion to Flavor Town. And the hard seltzer game has just gone a little too far. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, on that note, we're not that drunk. Seeking for our We're not that drunk. We're not that drunk. We're not that drunk. I mean, I've got hard liquors tonight and cocktails. We'll see where I go. We've got <laughs> bombers and bombers. I forgot to mention, I finally got a beer fridge. I forgot that oh. that happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My little mini fir- fridge, beer Ooh. fridge, which I was like, this should handle a lot of what I want to do. And it I couldn't not. fit a quarter of what I wanted to put in it or what I thought I could in yeah, it. The that... point is, it's a slightly less, well, there's, okay, significantly less beer in the main actual fridge. <laughs> you could put food in there now. Yes. It's crazy. <laughs> she's she's excited i am Although so much more room for activities that's more to me offloading beer that i was giving to other people finally yeah. like giving it to them because when it's like hey you can talk to other people now and i'm like oh okay so i can give people beer <laughs> well perhaps you should see into getting into the orange liqueur game i've considered it well uh <clears throat> it's uh <laughs> we've talked about liqueurs before and we've got a little bit here that perhaps we can uh, uh, talk about exactly what is a, a liqueur. So we told you guys during some of those broad episodes, we're, we're going to dig in deep on some of these fringe things. And here we go. <laughs> well, technically liqueurs are liquors because they are distilled spirits. The general difference is liqueurs are sweetened spirits with flavors, oils, and extracts added. Rum, whiskey, and brandy and other liqueurs can serve as the base spirit for them. Uh, Other liquors can serve as the base spirit of liqueurs. Sorry. It's going to be a lot of that this episode. Uh, The alcohol content of liqueurs tends to be lower than liquors because of the additives. But this is not always the case. They can range from as low as 15% ABV, or 30 proof, to a strong 55% or 110 proof. So potency is not a distinguishing factor. Liqueurs 
are used in a wide variety of creative and legendary cocktails. Uh, they are the ingredients that is uh, that is most loosely used in the drink extra special. Uh, most people can uh, most can be enjoyed neat, chilled, or on the rocks. I have been known on occasion to drink Bailey's just just with some ice cubes. But I mean, I drink gin. Just gin's not a liqueur, ice. though. Well. I'll drink uh, the the bourbon cream. Oh, the bourbon cream. Bourbon cream. There you go. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Buffalo Trace bourbon cream. I'll, I'll just turn <laughs> that bottle up. We've got a bottle in the fridge. I might do that right now. Will you? He will. He's leaving. He's leaving screen. Chris was never seen or heard from again. The history of liqueurs can be traced back for centuries and historically derived from herbal uh, medicines prepared by monks. Uh, like most medicines prepared in ancient times. They were not helpful. Liqueurs were produced in Italy as early as the 13th century. Uh, one of the early liqueurs is Chartreuse, which is made by monks from an ancient recipe. And the only liquor in, world, in the world with a completely natural green color. Uh, in 1605, Francois Hannibal d'Estre, the marshal of the artillery for King Henry the, uh, Henry the Fourth gave an ancient manuscript entitled An Elixir of Long Life to the monks of the Chartreuse Monastery in Vauvert. And here comes the bourbon cream from Chris. Uh, I'm not cleaning up when you puke everywhere. I'm just putting it up at that right now. Like it was a parade. Here comes the bourbon cream, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Look how, look how happy all those children are as he pukes into the street. Not a monster. I'm going to not get my saliva down in the whole bottle. Uh, all right. Anyway, um, it wasn't until 1703 that the complex recipe contained in the manuscript was fully unraveled and the first chartreuse elixir was made. Uh, the French word for liqueur is derived from the Latin uh, liquefarce. I'm not sure. I don't. Too many letters there. Uh, anyway, it means to dissolve. Uh, in some parts of the U.S. and Canada, the uh, uh, liqueurs may be referred to as cordials or schnapps. Oh. This causes confusion in the United Kingdom because a cordial would refer to a non-alcoholic concentrate of fruit syrup, uh, typically diluted to taste and consume not and consumed as a non-carbonated soft drink. Schnapps, on the other hand, can be referred to as any distilled beverage in Germany and Aquavit in other Scandinavian countries. Look, so, I am looking forward to us doing an Aquavit episode. Uh, I keep expecting to hear uh, Velveeta when I hear Aquavit. And I'm just like, oh, cheese. I'd... What? <laughs> so, side, side, we're going to the side now, tangent. Um, <laughs> We will finally watch the video for something that's been up on my YouTube. This has nothing to do with what we're just talking about. <laughs> for some reason, when he said Aquavit, I was like, "You have to se have you sent the video to anyone yet?" <laughs> I think they say Aquavit somewhere in it. So I'm gonna have to send you the video for uh, it's uh, who is it from? Uh, I don't remember the band's name. It's Nano War, Nano War instead of Mano War, but it's called Valhallelujah, and it is the greatest. It makes fun of everything. It's so good. It's, it's just so this, horrible. It's just it's making so fun good. of like the whole Norwegian death metal thing, and this, like, but it's the, the loving making fun of it. It's like, oh, it's so tasteful because the whole thing turns into a prayer to Odin about IKEA, and it's just. And at the end of the video, there's like, like Bobby would die. I think like you would actually. There's a Viking longship coming down a fjord, and the sails has the big IKEA logo on it. And Odin appears to them and is going on about making, you know, tables for affordable prices. And <sighs> okay, well, back to orange <laughs> liqueurs. Tangent over. So we can either go to orange liqueurs or Velveeta cheese. Which which would you prefer? I mean, right now. <laughs> All right. Orange liqueur, uh, they are a diverse group of distilled spirits flavored with citrus fruit. Uh, most of uh, most are sweetened. Some use uh, 
Uh, most are sweet and some use neutral grain base, while others use uh, a liquor such a feature liquor such as brandy. There are many orange liqueurs available, and the they are produced worldwide, including in the uh, Caribbean, the Netherlands, France, and Italy. Uh, you will see names such as Triple Sec, Curacao, Cointreau, and Grand Marnier in cocktail recipes, though some simply list orange liqueur as an ingredient. Uh, of all the liquors, uh, liqueurs on the market, orange liqueurs are most often uh, used most often, and that makes them essential for a well-stocked bar. Although I've never stocked one. I, no, I, I I would I would keep one. Like I I have I, I kept one nearby because I was like, oh, if I'm ever mixing anything, triple sec is a pretty handy one for that. Yeah, we don't we don't do cocktails often, and I, I just drink a lot of stuff straight. So yeah, I mean, you so could... do I. That's why the top part of my bar is just whiskey. Let me <laughs> yeah, say I mean... the the shelf behind me. It's like exclusively whiskey, except for like a bottle of gin right in the middle there. When I was saying to him like before, I think before the show. I don't think I've ever had any of these, like the Grand Marnier and all, all the stuff like people go on about. Like, I don't think I've ever had any. I'm sorry. I'm just going like, no, I've, I've, I've had plenty. I've, <laughs> well, I've had to use, I had to use plenty. They a lot of these. Fair, well, yeah. You were a bartender. So we started doing this episode and I went, I know these names. To be fair, the only cocktail I've ever walked in somewhere to and ordered was when I was in Scotland and I was very unsure of their bourbon selection. So I just asked for a SoCo and lime in which the bartender leaned over and was like, that's just a Southern comfort with lime juice, right? <laughs> and I'd say yes. Yes, it is. Uh, that was, that's my extent of ordering a cocktail. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. So. What is orange liqueur made from? Orange liqueur is a sweetened distilled spirit that is flavored with oranges. Who would have knew? Uh, the production methods used vary uh, by brand and style. Orange liqueurs may use a base that is neutral grain spirit, similar to vodka, rum, or brandy. The orange flavor often comes from dried orange peels or orange essential oil. Though that's not always the case. They generally range from 30% alcohol uh, about 60 proof to 40%, about 80 proof. There are three basic types of orange liqueurs. Curacao, which is, you know, Curacao, Curacao, uh, triple sec and brandy based. There are also brands that fall into none of those categories. <laughs> <laughs> These may feature a particularly or a particular variety of oranges be a bitter rather than sweet liqueur or include additional ingredients such as herbs, spices, or artificial flavors. Uh, some for the pure purpose of branding do not use a particular category on the label. I mean, I can understand that. Uh, what does orange liqueur taste like? One assumes oranges. Uh, no, <laughs> orange not, not at all. It tastes like, uh, tastes like gin. <sighs> I, my brain was wanting to go towards the, the boat was gin the ocean sorry. <laughs> gin the fish was gin so everything no, was gin tangent i was no one wants to know this but i was sitting on the toilet earlier and that came to my mind i'm just sitting the old there man in the sea yeah our our constant old man in the sea reference so it's just like the boat was gin the ocean ocean was gin the whale was gin everything was gin like every the whole book is just <laughs> His so, ode to gin. Honestly, whilst editing, I should really make new stickers for our store that are just like it's just like the boat was, literally was gin. Was like the, the boat, boat was, was gin, gin the comma the ocean was gin, comma the whale was gin. Yeah, they just <laughs> dot 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 ellipses. Yeah, that's okay. Or the chorus have a signature taste of oranges. Who would have knew? They tend to be very sweet, some almost syrupy. Uh, some can have a drier mouthfeel. Your types, your, uh, I wanted to say Curacao. Curacao. <laughs> Curacao. Because I trip over my own tongue drunkenly. Well, it's also like, this is just one of those words that I yeah. had a lot of contact with. Well, and if you don't see it spelled out ever, and you're just like, okay. <laughs> well, it's nice when I have the thing in front of me now that says pronounced Curacao. Hmm. 
helpful. Liqueur is the oldest style of orange liqueur and originated in the Caribbean island of the same name. It is believed that when the Spanish planted orange trees, orange trees there, the climate produced a bitter fruit that was better after drying. Eventually, I just have the- to imagine that all of their oranges came up blue because I almost <laughs> only see blue curacao. <laughs> the dried peels of small Lahara? Uh, oranges were, were used to flavor the liqueur. Hmm. Uh, the Dutch company Boyce Bowls uh, claims to be the first to produce uh, Curacao. Uh, it is it is often called for in classic cocktail recipes. Around the turn of the 20th century, Curacao producers began selling it in a variety of colors. Here you go. Hmm. Orange, white, which is also known as clear, blue, and rarely green. Uh, the orange and white liqueurs are most versatile. Blue curacao is one of the most common ways to create blue cocktails. Most curacao is 60 proof. So I'm it's just like saying... Blue... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, so it's like blue raspberry. Like, it doesn't make any sense at all. Mm-hmm. So this is, But this is like blue orange. Well, the, you know, blue curacao gets a lot of play here in, uh, in Lexington and in Kentucky as uh, it's a college town run by the University of Kentucky. Which is blue. Yeah. Go big blue. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, that makes sense. Since you said that in my head is here. Bump, 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 bump. Go big blue. Okay. Yeah. Uh so triple sec. Triple sec is the French answer to Dutch Curacao. Both <laughs> oh. <laughs> just picturing it basically is just Curacao smoking a cigarette and just going, I do not care what you think, Curacao. <laughs> That's triple Good sec. Life. Your life is meaningless. <laughs> so that's triple sec. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, word I can't say. Both. Uh, Quantro. Quantro. Uh, if I would look two lines ahead, it's, it's literally spelled out for it's, my uh, dumb ass. It's uh, a cheetah, Scott. It's a cheetah. <laughs> Just a cheeto. Is a, he's a. Some kind of cat. <laughs> He's a tiger, isn't he? <laughs> Long pause. It's a cheetah, Scott. Uh, both Quantro uh, and Combier have uh, claimed to be the first triple sec. Uh, sec means dry. Today I learned. Yeah. In yeah. French and triple sec is often thought to mean triple dry, though it can refer to a triple distilled liqueur. There's also a claim that the name refers to the third attempt at uh, Quantro. Quantro at their recipe the one still in use. So today, triple sec is more of a generic term for an orange liqueur, and there are many brands that vary greatly in quality, flavor, and sweetness. I keep having to look up because every time I see it, I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Quantra, uh, we were talking pre-show where like some of those words like archaeology where it's like someone just threw up vowels in the middle of it. You're like, Sure. <laughs> So Cointreau and uh, Combier, sure. that how, since it's French, yeah, uh, are the most trusted premium brands available. Many are considerably lower in quality, typically not palatable on their own. This <laughs> liqueur is often clear, though some with brandy base may have a golden color. Most triple sec is 60 proof. Uh, Cointreau uh, and Combier originally are 80 proof. So those so, two aren't really screwing around. No, but when they were like, oh, they're considerably low, lower in quality. Yeah, I've never had triple sec where I've not put it into something else. I deliberately grabbed like my worst liquors for cocktails today because I went, <laughs> nope, I'm putting mixers in them. Who cares what they taste like? It's just sugar. And if you Basically. are <laughs> if you are face palming at pronunciations right now, please go and check out any of our so scotch, literally any other any of our scotch <laughs> or wine episodes and you will go holy crap the how wine, do they have a show the wine ones it's painful uh also the brandy thing just made me think more of like how much i want to watch adam's family again this year <laughs> let's have a brandy let's have a brandy. but first a brandy well so brandy, brandy based, based. <laughs> many of the original uh Curacao's had either a brandy or rum base, and a few orange liqueurs continue to use brandy or cognac. The French liqueur Grand Marnier is the best known and was originally called Curacao 
Marnier. It used cognac is often preferred by bartenders and can be drunk on its own. Justin, can it? I mean, (laughs) in the same way that, you know, liquid plumber can. (laughs) It's an Italian counterpart. (laughs) It's Italian counterpart. Gran Gala has uh, a brandy base and is comparable in quality. Both Gran, are, Gran Gala can be drank much in the same way that cement can be drank. <laughs> Both liqueurs are 80 proof. <laughs> oh, three. Uh, look, I, I got nothing here. I know it's from uh, De Kuypers who are. Okay. Well, yeah. One of the liqueurs in the product line of De Kuypers. Oh, three is a premium orange liqueur that can be used in a variety of cocktails. It is flavored with the essential oils of the Brazilian para orange. And bottled at 80 proof. Oh, these is essential oils. Oh. But drone, not not those ones that got laid off right at the beginning of the year. Patron Citronge. Yes. Citron. Patron Citronge. Produced by Patron Tequila. Uh Citronge 80 proof. I don't know why I'm adding this in on <laughs> it. Yeah. Because we were just yeah. recently yeah. talking about Pierre. From yeah, I, yeah, I would say that. I think it's actually Citron, not Citronge, but I, I the G slipped in when I tried to say it the first time. Uh, has a base of neutral green spirits and is flavored with organic Jamaican and bittersweet Haitian oranges. Ooh. It's a good option for margaritas and other tequila cocktails. And now I want I was say, a that margarita with that. Good. This this was <laughs> uh, this was our. Damn if it. you asked for a quote top shelf uh, margarita, it was. Uh, uh, I think it was Jose Cuervo and uh, Patron Citron. I'm saying Jose should not be. Well, the other option was uh, uh, Salsa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, when you're. I mean, it's Patron all the way if you're going to go that. I mean, if you, you were, ma- we were, I was making margaritas, Brittany. No I put cares, sour yeah. mix on top of that with some lime juice. No one noticed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. Well, next up on types, we have a uh, Salerno blood orange liqueur. <laughs> that that feels like it should be served at, at an Adams family thing. Just I don't you know, just the blood part, like Salerno blood orange liqueur. I can just see Angelica Houston saying this. Okay. Uh, produced in Sil- Sicily, Salerno. Uh, it's 80 proof. It's a premium liqueur with a deep, dark orange flavor. It's a neutral spirit base and goes through three rounds of distillation. One with whole sanguinello blood oranges, uh, one with blood orange peel, and one with Sicilian lemons. Ooh. Hmm. Uh, all this sounds very intriguing. Uh, I'm going to say this wrong. Borducon orange liqueur? Question mark. This orange liqueur is often compared to Cointreau, though it's not a triple sec. It's less sweet, but with a bolder orange flavor accented with alpine herbs and saffron. Uh, Bordicon is produced in northern Italy as a neutral spirit base and is, a, is bottled at 70 proof. Hmm. Um, next up is Operol. Purple. Uh, this aperitif has a bright orange flavor and color. It's not sweet, but bitter. Operol is produced in Italy and is infused with bitter and sweet oranges, along with a proprietary recipe of herbs and roots. It mixes very well in simple, high-end cocktails, including the signature Operol Spritz, and is bottled at 22 proof. Oh, so, that, not much going on there. <laughs> that's not going to get, yeah, it's going to take a little while, especially as a spritz. Yeah. Uh, when you said proprietary mix of herbs, I was like, oh, oh, how many? How many herbs and what spices? Oh, roots. <laughs> not even kind of on the spices, yeah. Uh, all right, well, so on getting into how to drink orange liqueur. So for the most part, orange liqueurs are not enjoyed on their own. Brandy-based liqueurs, uh, like Grand Marnier, are the exception, and nice when served on the rocks or topped with light soda. Beyond that, they're generally reserved for cocktails and shooters. Oh, man. This would be terrible. Okay, I'm going to preface with this should not be, but now I'm just picturing uh, Grand Marnier and orange soda. Ooh. It's it's had to have been done. 
It has. I'm sure it has. It's just I feel like this should not be. Yeah. Who loves orange soda? Who loves Grand Marnier? <laughs> Who loves Grand Marnier, Kale? Kale loves Grand, Grand Marnier. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, yes. So beyond that, uh, they're generally reserved for cocktails and shooters. Orange liqueurs are found in a variety of cocktail recipes, including sours, martinis, and highballs, as well as blended and hot drinks. Uh, they're yeah. common in shot recipes and often prized for their color and sweet taste in layered shooters. Um, <clears throat> it can be difficult to know which style to use in different drinks. Some cocktails work best with the darker Grand Marnier, while others are better with the crispness of a premium Curacao or Triple Sec. Many recipes will suggest a particular orange liqueur or brand. Others use the generic name of Triple Sec or Curacao. So when choosing the orange liqueur to use, consider these tips. Keep both a light and dark orange liqueur in the bar. Uh, the most common premium choices are Cointreau, which is the light version, and Grand Marnier, the darker. Though these there are, are other brands that are equal in quality to both. That These are the two that we used to keep stocked. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, when substituting... Try to retain the same light or dark base that the recipe calls for. Also, a cheap orange liqueur, especially triple sex and curacao's, can ruin an otherwise perfect cocktail. Uh, if you have a favorite orange liqueur and a new recipe that calls for a different liqueur, give your favorite a try. It's likely to be just as good, if not more pleasing to you. And then finally, when left with no other guide than, quote, orange liqueur <laughs> follow the theory of pairing light liqueurs with light cocktails and dark with dark for instance in gin rum and tequila cocktails you might begin with a curacao while in cocktails with brandy or whiskey grand marnier might be a good place to start number of cocktails that involve whiskey are not uh not a long list oddly yeah um, yeah and then whiskey mixing uh lower shelf lower whiskey shelf. is semi semi acceptable yeah yeah I mean, that's why people mix Jim Beam and things, you know? Right. Um, because so, they like the flavor of peanuts. Yeah. Boiled peanuts. <laughs> Which might be good with orange. We don't know. Shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> get off. Uh, popular brands for orange liqueurs. Uh, the orange liqueur market is actually pretty diverse. So some brands specialize in a single orange liqueur or style. Others produce a variety of flavored liqueurs sometimes offering both triple sec and curacao within their portfolio. So some popular brands, some of these we've already mentioned, but uh, the Aperol, Aperol, I don't know how to say that. Uh, Bowles, Contro, Quantro. Wow, I did it too. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't have it in front of me. And I'm just like, wait, I don't know how to say this next one. How do you say De that? Kuiper. I think it's close-ish. Okay. Uh, in a thousand years. I, I, I always see the label like I can picture the bottle in my in my head, but I've never known how to say it. See, I I picture it for because they they make a whole bunch of different liqueurs, and I I what I first think of though is like they have a, a cheap coconut one. I will see that. Well, the first thing I think of is like they have like a green apple or something. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, they have that too. Um, Grand Marnier, uh, Hiram or Hiram Walker, uh, Patron Cisrange. I'm gonna say the Josh, even though it's probably not supposed to be said. And then the uh, Senor Curacao or uh, of Curacao. Huh. Actually, I can see behind me on the very bottom of my shelf a thing of uh, I think it's De Kuiper's Blue Curacao. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I've seen I've seen the blue one definitely. Okay. Uh, and so, talking about cocktails, here are uh, some typical uh, orange liqueur cocktail recipes. So, the list of popular cocktails that feature an orange liqueur of some type is long uh it's found in classic recipes as well as modern creations but a few are essential to a well-rounded cocktail experience the first one we're going to talk about is um i think probably a very classic cocktail recipe this is the cosmopolitan otherwise known as just the cosmo look i'm <clears throat> i am now of the mindset had we drank to style in this household for this episode i would be trashed <laughs> oh yeah i mean now i'm just like no the game's changed because at first i was like i'm not going out and buying any yeah orange liqueur and now i'm like 
oh, you, you're telling me I could have had an orange margarita right now. I would be lit. I mean, I I'm I'm halfway there from. Oh, I'm I'm definitely buzzed. Uh, I mean, I didn't even think about the Patron thing, but like that sounds just fine. Uh, so okay, Cosmo. I would be full rum burgundy right now. I was gonna say <laughs> you guys like margaritas. I do not. Uh, actually, I'm on the fence. I worked at Don Pablo's for a while. <laughs> I've had my fill of margaritas. <laughs> uh, we also had one like the size of your head. I would so, drink it right now. Yeah, it was, and and they didn't they don't screw around at Mexican restaurants when it comes to the alcohol content in the margarita. Um, so ingredients for the Cosmo got the one and a half ounces of vodka. Of course, citrus vodka would also be, I think, probably better for this. Uh, one ounce of the Cointreau orange liqueur, half an ounce of fresh lime juice, a quarter ounce of cranberry, and the garnish of an orange peel. So um, I have to admit right now, <laughs> the woman in the group here, I've never had a Cosmo. <laughs> uh, I used to make a bunch. Uh, we actually, uh, I would use lemons instead of uh, oranges. I would, oh. uh, but I, I would use like a absolute, uh, their, their lemon flavored one mm. and uh, have a uh, lemon peel kind of twisted into it. See, I think the orange and lime together sound pretty fine. Like, there was, yeah, I'm also there, just like a huge lime person, so. Yeah. Uh, Actually, okay. I Well, I haven't had a Cosmo specifically, but I was going to say the only place that I seem to be, well, yeah, I guess excited is the right word. Excited about cocktails in general. We've all been to 16-bit mm, in mm-hmm. Cincinnati. Those like, are kind of all off the rails. Yeah, yeah those are saying, those like, are... But those are definitely those are cocktails, and yeah. they do them very well. <laughs> yeah, when I walk in, I go, I want the Hulk Hogan, and they're just like, here's a glass of vodka with a bomb pop in it. Here you go. <laughs> you are a real American. <laughs> Fight for the rights of every man. And the Kevin Bacon is also really good. Which just comes with a slice of bacon. The bacon, yeah. Green. I think it's just an old-fashioned with bacon. I just go for the game over every time, which is literally just Hawaiian punch in every liquor they have. Yeah, all right. It's like eight bucks and it'll get you trashed. Oh, and like you get that, to keep uh, the cup. It's like when I was a kid getting getting graveyards in the soda fountain. Exactly. Yeah. Fill up a bit of everything and uh mm-hmm. how how's it taste? Not great. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna drink all of it though. <laughs> how's it taste? Alarmingly like grape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the grape always overpowered everything. There's no t- no grape soda up there. Tastes like grape. How does it taste? I'm tasting toast right now. <laughs> Smelling it too. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to the next cocktail, uh, which is the Long Island iced tea. Something I've also never, <laughs> I've never had anything on here except the mar- the last two. Well, Long Island iced tea is a popular mixed drink that, despite its name, contains no tea. Uh, it is a mixed drink that tastes good going down, but can quickly sneak up on you. And it's best to take it easy on this one. Uh, LIT, your list ingredient is long, but the recipe is very easy to remember. Five white distilled spirits, including orange liqueur, a short, uh, a shot of sour mix topped with cola served over ice. Hmm. Uh, Essentially, the majority of the bar as well goes into the drink, and some drinkers love it, uh, while others despise it. It took me took me a while until I was making it. I was like, "Wait, wait! This is making fun of people from Long Island and just saying that their version of iced tea is you pour a bit of all your leftover alcohol in here." But yeah, it's basically half an ounce of uh, triple sec, half an ounce of light rum, half an ounce of gin, half an ounce of vodka, half an ounce of tequila, one ounce of sour mix two ounces of cola or enough to fill the glass. And then you put a little lemon wedge on there. It's real easy to make when you're, when you're at an actual bar. Well, cause you just grab, I, I, I could grab four bottles, put them up one, two, set it down and then finish Call up. it a long Island. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was fairly easy. Uh, and we had it set up to where like, those were the, f- the four closest to the edge where I could just reach down and go, and here okay move on with our lives uh i don't care for it but it's 
you know, people like it because it'll get them drunk. I was going to say, it sounds like one that's like, I feel like being trashed right now. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of variants on this one. I will mention, though, because you can make a long beach tea, which mm-hmm. uh, instead of cola, you put in uh, cranberry juice. Uh, there's an electric iced tea, which uh, blue curacao replaces triple sec, and the soda is switched out to a lemon lime soda. Huh. And there's a Texas tea. Uh, add bourbon to a Long Island iced tea. No, and that's no. it. That's all you do. I you no. just you take everything else and go, and here's some bourbon. So I say the Kentucky panel. And, this is like no. The, well, Kentucky I'm saying there's, there's a reason it says there's a reason it's called the Texas tea. Yeah, not the Kentucky tea. Yeah. Do you pour straight motor oil onto the top of it? It's one of those things like whatever uh, the bump of cocaine he does in Lord of War. It has uh, they it has gunpowder mixed into it. Uh, yeah. In Texas, do they do they put straight oil into it? God. Uh, well, I, so also, I have to say, like today, I learned uh, I because I never knew what triple sec really actually was. Mm-hmm. I've so never now, ordered anything with it. Now that I see it, yes, and like all these, you had margaritas, all these cocktail ingredient things, I'm I like, have. oh, so it's orange. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like it puts a whole different meaning on things for me when I'm like, oh, that so it just makes it like an orange thing. Got Actually, it. In recent memory, I don't remember ever like I am either getting a beer or it's a an exact bottle that I see on the shelf of scotch or bourbon. And I'm like, give me a double straight. Right. But your bachelor party involved Margaritaville. I did. Didn't True. You? Yeah. You got you. You've had stuff with triple sec in there. Okay. I he mean, you guys were just buying time. me drinks. I don't know. <laughs> That's true. That was a very we went to mint where uh, Matt confused, confused the bartender at a bar called mint when he asked them to slap the mint and they're just like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, I want you to slap it with your hand and then put to it re- in the drink. to release the oils rather than muddling. Yeah. He didn't want it muddled. He wanted it slapped. And that was fantastic. I do. What? I would do that for him. Anytime he ordered a drink for me when I was bartending, it, it made me laugh. All right. Like next mint slapped. Next up we have, a, a well-known cocktail, the Mai Tai. Mai Tai is an iconic tiki cocktail. It's so popular that it has remained uh, remade countless times, often with tons of fruit and a variety of colors. Most of the additions are completely different from the original recipe, which no one can agree on. Uh, you either get a mix-up of the classic rum cocktail or go for the tropical fr- uh, fruit route or try them all. But the Mai Tai is a great drink for summer. Hmm. Uh... They, the drink's unusual name is explained from the story, which began in 1944 when Trader Vic's original location in Oakland, California, Victor Bergeron, one of the founders of the tiki cocktail scene, was well known for his amazing rum cocktails, and he thought the Mai Tai was, and the Mai Tai is one of his creations. The recipe is a close adaptation of what he, uh, that they have here, is close to what his original recipe was, which is one ounce of light rum, one ounce of dark rum, preferably Jamaican. One ounce of lime juice, half an ounce of blue curacao, half an ounce of uh, uh, ogrit, ogit, orgit syrup. Uh, no, no. no uh, uh, half an ounce. Uh, sorry, a quarter ounce of simple syrup with a lime garnish or lime shell garnish, and a mint spring. Uh, What's a yeah. lime shell? Uh, if you you take all the meat as it were out of the lime and just leave them with the rind oh okay also this this drink sounds just fine yeah now (laughs) i've never had one once again except if if you leave off the mint crap like i'm i'm about this drink again it's exceedingly easy to walk into a bar and say i'll take a double of that bottle (laughs) you're gonna find a different mai tai from a lot of different places the way i remember being told to make it was uh, uh, light rum, uh, some pineapple juice, orange juice, grenadine, like a tropical mix that, that we were supposed to have. Uh, and, um, uh, triple sec. And then, uh, you might float some dark rum on top. Hmm. Uh, 
which was fine, but you know, uh, it's an okay drink, but uh, you know, you're going to get a lot of different ideas of how to make Mai Tais and people are going to give you different recipes. If you try looking up images of it, none of a lot of them are not going to look the same. Hmm. So eh, it's interesting, but they're, they're still pretty tasty. Uh, no matter how you end up with it. You know, it's, it's rum. Generally, those are pretty good, pretty good uh, cocktails. All right. As uh, so we'll move on down the list uh, as hinted at margaritas. Mm. So uh, you want one and a hand, one and a half ounces of tequila, half ounce, triple sec, uh, ounce of lime juice, garnish with a lime wedge. Or at this point, I'm like, why not a lime and an orange wedge? Let's let's spice them, spice them up here. Uh, optional salt or sugar for rimming. And if you don't salt for rimming, then you're, I don't know what to call you. <laughs> well, sometimes you want a fruity margarita, in which case you're going to put sugar around the rim. Like you put like a, some strawberry stuff into it. Or I've got harsh <laughs> words for you about that. Hey, look, I just served the things. I didn't. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just saying the people who ordered them or the uh, the skinny versions of things. Oh my god! You know how I made a skinny margarita? I added water, <laughs> and they loved it. Oh, you right. have a low so, calorie mix. I have more water mix. I guess by volume, there's fewer calories. And uh, let's move on to the next one: a mimosa, of which. I honestly considered uh, for our son's fifth birthday, we're going to take a big trip down to Disney World. I considered going to a resort that chart, like getting club level, that charges double the amount per night based solely on the fact that you get unlimited mimosas <laughs> 24 hours a day. Oh, I'm just like, I could be blasted. <laughs> At Disney for a week <laughs> for like a thousand bucks a night. And I'm like, yeah, I'm willing to pay it <laughs> to be oh, hammered Lord. off my ass for a week. But anyway, uh, mimosa, you know how it's made. I know how it's made. Half ounce of orange liqueur, one and a half ounces of orange juice, three, three and a half ounces of champagne chilled. Garnish with an orange slice. I've never heard Bam. of putting orange liqueur in it. I'm just like, I thought at it was Disney, just champagne and, and orange juice. At Disney, they use like the weird uh, pog juices and things oh, yeah. to make the mimosas. So they're even better. I have to say, the picture on this site, the, the spruce eats thing of the mimosa looks it, very nice. It looks like a glass of urine. I don't know what you're talking about. No, it looks nice. You, it's dehydrated you urine. Whatever. You should, you should go to the doctor, Chris. <laughs> I, <laughs> I said dehydrated say, urine. Issue dehydrated <laughs> urine uh, all right well. look whoever's pissing that needs another glass of water or or, or whatever just... we're drinking uh, indeed sorry did i drink with me friend did i steal your segue Brittany? no it's just because you... you're both trying to segue away from me so it's whatever what it is i have the um the iPad positioned in a different way. <laughs> like I completely lost track of the button, basically. No, it's so, fine. I just thought I just thought from the way that sounded, I, I had had stolen what you were just about to say. Like, oh, oops. no, I've lost track of my mouth, and I'm pouring beer down my chest. So <laughs> let's. This is strong beer, I have to say. So uh, I'm like re dyeing my chest hair because I noticed when I got the shower today, like my chest hair is turning white. So I'm like, yeah, let's pour some Russian Imperial Stouts down there. That'll get cool. it back dark. Guys, tell tell us what you're drinking, please. Oh, am I the one to do it? Yeah, you have the bottle. So. Since I have the bottle, and you're just now typing it into the oh. the dock, so we are drinking uh, Baba Yaga from uh, Ethereal Brewing. I always want to say company, but it's not. It's just Ethereal Brewing out of Lexington, Kentucky. So uh, their Baba Yaga is a big once a year release, and this is the 2020 of the coffee Baba Yaga, coffee Baba. Uh, it does not have all the specs on it. So if you're wanting all that, I can't give it to you. Is that on the check-in? Possibly. I know it's a 750 milliliter bomber, and that's pretty much all I know. 
Um, it's coffee. It's delicious. It tastes like very good. There's coffee grounds still in it. It's amazing. It is nice when you want an evening coffee, but don't want the caffeine to keep you up. Well, Beer Advocate gives it a 92 out of 100. And uh, uh, so Untapped is saying it's a 14.2% ABV. That's going to vary, but the coffee one I'm looking at here says 13%. So that it may change a bit from year to year, too. That's true. Yeah. Um, um, and then, yeah, it doesn't give, oddly enough, it still doesn't give a description on Untapped. Does it want on Beer Advocate or? No, it doesn't. Uh, okay. It also says it's no longer brewed, but technically it is. It's just. Well, that, yeah, that, that vintage is no longer brewed. So on Untapped, yeah. it, it also says that um, this particular vintage was, was made with Nate's Espresso. So I guess it's a brand in Lexington, I assume. Yes, because uh, Country Boy also does their uh, Nate's coffee stout. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know why, but when you said Country Boy, I just immediately went to John Denver. Sure. Country Boy, take me home. <sighs> All right. No, sorry. Roads, but... I know. I know what the actual words were. <laughs> I'm just saying what my brain did. Um, but it's a really good beer. Uh... See, mine went to Dukes of Hazard. Just sure. good old oh, boys. Good old, yeah. Yeah. Well, they Never were good old boys. It. Never meaning no harm. Um, except for stereotyping. <laughs> and you know, a lot of things. Illegal running of alcohol. <laughs> right. Uh, so this beer was um. As, as mentioned, it's a kind of special release. And the coffee one, though, is that a a one one time variant, or have they done that? One they, they've done it before. Okay, okay. Every every time they've done it, they've done a coffee. Uh, you don't do a stout without doing a coffee variant well, now okay, in true. in the craft market because um, I demand it. <laughs> so, the, and this is in the uh, what what size did you say the bottle is? Seven fifty milliliter. Seven fifty milliliter. Uh, so this is not one that you're just going to like, unless you plan on like, I'm just going to get trashed tonight. You generally don't drink it by yourself. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. This is what they released, uh, CBS from founders brewing in the States for the first two years that they were like, did a nationwide release. They're like, you get 750 milliliter bottles, bam, that's it. And then everyone's going, could you just give us 12 ounce bottles? <laughs> Yeah. I don't need I don't need this much of it. They're like, holy hell. Do 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 you say that about Baba Yaga though? No, I need well, 750. I need the, 750 down my throat. The thing is, like with the 750 is like as as we mentioned with the drinking by yourself or something, like if you just want one. I'd drink the whole thing. Don't <laughs> well that's okay, yes, but like I guess it's meant to share because otherwise, yeah, you're just like, well, I guess what I know my what my evening's gonna be like <laughs> and there's just i feel like one day when i have an entire day with nothing to do i just want to open one up early on and just go the best part of waking up is baba in your cup in your cup did i I make mugs by the way there like (laughs) i I have should i mean i'm sporting the uh, official baba yaga glassware nice nice yeah with the Uh, uh the old russian witch in her chalice paddling away with a brewer's paddle mm-hmm. so so bob what are you drinking uh well i mixed up uh i mixed up a mai tai for today well not really i mixed up an emergency mai tai the only uh, one drinking to style i uh <laughs> like i said like emergency mai tai i i grabbed some cheap rum and some cheap triple sec that i had uh i didn't i only used a, a white one because i didn't want to waste good rum on this uh, and uh, I didn't get any orange juice because I didn't want it, but I poured some pineapple juice <laughs> and, and a shot of sour mix to try at least kind of citrus it up. Because he didn't want heartburn. I was I didn't, I, orange juice just begs heartburn for you, doesn't it? Uh, it really does. And I'm running low on antacids. <laughs> because he doesn't uh, want cancer. <laughs> no, I've had to switch, but I also don't want cancer. Um, but it's it's pass it's passable. Uh, I put a little grenadine in there too, just to make it kind of colorful and just to put more flavor in there, I guess, you know, pomegranates are nice. Grenadine, uh, but that's, if you're wondering, that's not a, clearly not a cherry on there. Yeah. Huh. We kept a bottle around for a while. It's, I mean, uh, it's, 
it's a go-to. You know, I wish I wish I could have uh, found the larger. Uh, I could have found the smaller uh, sour mix because about this big for sour mix and grenadine is all I really need. Mm-hmm. Even the this is going to get thrown away. Sour mix only comes in like a liter bottle. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. it's cheap, but it's ridiculous. Look, you want to hear us bitch about <laughs> mixing ingredients? It's like, no, I just need a small thing of simple syrup, a small thing of grenadine, a small thing of sour mix. Well, I do not need liter bottles that are like $20. We can't well, all be Casey where we're just like, well, I'll just make some of my own. It's well, like- it's it's also <laughs> they're made in large quantities so you can share them with people. They're not meant for alcoholics who sit alone in their house and drink. Or for pandemics. Or for podcasters, sit alone in their apartment and drink. <laughs> On that note. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Uh, so let's go ahead and close this out. And you can subscribe and get some great resources at haveadrinkshow.com. Or you can follow us at Have a Drink Show on social media and on twitch.tv. Uh, you could also tell us your favorite drink, ask a question, or just leave some general feedback. You can use the email address, feedback at haveadrinkshow.com. You can also use the feedback page on the website. Yep. Uh, all joking and fun aside, we'd like to remind everyone to please drink responsibly. We are not driving. We are not going anywhere. Very much going to bed. Staying home, and every drop of that bomber is gone. Yep. Uh, this is the only way I've had pineapple juice in the last 10 years. Really? In, in like something like this, yeah. Because of heartburn, or I just, just don't cause... drink pineapple juice usually. That's so unfortunate. Okay, uh, <laughs> I'm like, he's like, really? That's the worst. I'm so sorry like, for you. I have heartburn. Are you like? That's true. Pineapple juice is like Satan's jizz to him. <laughs> and say nothing about mayonnaise. Uh, all right. Uh, so you can check us out in another couple of weeks for the next live episode. And remember to check out uh, patreon.com slash have a drink show or have a drink store.com if you'd like to support the show. Once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker. We're going to see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Hockey Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>